0: Minnesota Wild are getting as hot as ever, and the Timberwolves went into and escaped the All-Star break with a complete—we'll get to that. Well, here I am, and welcome back to M Nation. Um, What is going on with the Minnesota Timberwolves? There's just no words to describe what it's like to be a Minnesota sports fan, but specifically what it's like to— And the biggest example of that right now is what's going on with the Timberwolves. As we look at the NBA Western Conference standing right now, the Timberwolves are in the seventh seed. They are 12 games behind the Nuggets, and they are less than three games behind the third seed, the fourth seed, excuse me. This season, the Timberwolves have beaten the Dallas Mavericks on the road. They've beaten the Golden State Warriors with pretty much their full roster. At home here at the Target Center. They've done all these miraculous things. They dropped 150 points on the Chicago Bulls. And they've lost like eight games to the bottom-feeding teams that are tanking for Victor Wembanyanda You simply cannot make this you-know-what up. Sugar, honey, ice, and tea up. You simply cannot make this up. This is unbelievably just this is unbelievably frustrating. It's unbelievably like puzzling. Bef- even before the trade la- deadline, after the trade deadline, it just seems like there's no fixing this issue. The Wolves have lost on multiple occasions this year to the San Antonio Spurs, to the Houston Rockets, to the Thunder, to the Trailblazers, to the Pistons. Last night, the Hornets. Like, last night, they're beating a team that had literally won basically half the amount of games that they had that, that the Timberwolves have won. At home, nonetheless, wearing these fancy new City Edition uniforms and that, bre- that beautiful alternate court, like, this is just, it's complete BS that we have to put up with this, and the Timberwolves should easily, easily, listen, I understand winning games in the NBA is difficult, but when you're playing bottom-feeding teams like that, six to seven of those games that we lost, we should have won no less than five of them. No less. Absolutely no excuses. Our roster, our system, our fans, our everything is better than these teams. And we're losing. We are losing to these garbage dump, these garbage fire franchises who are actively tanking for the French kid right now. So we, we look at this, right? The Wolves should have at least five more wins. Guess where that would put them? That would literally put them... In third place right now. Literally put them in third place. This Western Conference is unbelievably difficult. The Golden State Warriors have won the same amount of games that they've lost 30 and 30. The Timberwolves are 31 and 31. They're all 500. The Wolves are dangerously close to going be- below 500. And guess what? One of them is going to go beneath 500 tomorrow because tomorrow the Golden State Warriors play the Timberwolves in San Francisco pelicans are 500 Utah one uh half game back of the of the Timberwolves Oklahoma City Thunder game and a half back Portland game and a half back Los Angeles Lakers two games back the wolves the the the, the, the unfortunate thing about this team is that they are literally they are literally they have a chance to get the four seed easily and they also have a chance to not even make the the dang play in tournament not the playoffs, the play-in tournament. The Lakers could easily get hot here with their new acquisitions of of D'Lo and Vanderbilt and, you know, the Los Angeles Timberwolves now. Or the Timberwolves could just stay completely hot. Um, there's a part of me that doesn't like to believe that the, the Trailblazers and the Thunder, I, ju- I just don't know. I just don't know what's wrong with this godforsaken team. Like... The issue is obviously Anthony Edwards is only, what, 20, 21 years old? 21, let's call it. Which 21-year-old do you know, other than, I don't know, like LeBron James, is capable of, and I'm not saying that Ant isn't a role model in certain cases. I know he had that debacle last summer um, with the um, with the incident, which he apologized for. That doesn't mean that, a, that an apology fixes everything, but um, uh, Anthony Edwards, we know that he's young. We know that he's still immature. We we know that he's not capable right now of being that LeBron James locker room leader, that, um, let me think here, that Steph Curry locker room leader, the aura about him. At the end of the day, he's just a kid. You know, this, this is a different conversation in two years, in three years. But right now, Anthony Edwards still has a little bit of the excuse left of, of immaturity. But this is his third year in the league. He needs to get his you-know-what together. I'm so tired of this team having this amazing potential and then just never performing to it. And somehow we're still in the seventh seed. We could easily not even have to be in the play-in tournament. But guess what? The rest of the way, we're playing basically against all playoff teams. And when you're not playing playoff teams, you're playing teams like the Charlotte Hornets at home. And guess what? You lost. You literally lost to the Charlotte Hornets at home. Okay. Tim Rules play tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Central time against the Golden State Warriors. Moving on to the Minnesota Wild on the opposite side of things. Wowzers. The Minnesota Wild have been, um, they've been hot. They are on a five-game point streak. They were off a four-game winning streak, and then they went into Toronto, and then Toronto is very, very good. They've got 80 points. They've got 59 wins. Excuse me. They've got 36 wins. That would be a lot of wins. (laughs) They've played 59 games. Excuse me. Toronto is a very good team, and they brought them to overtime, so they stole a point from them. So regardless, the Wild, I've just seen this now. The Wild actually overtook the Colorado Avalanche last night, and now the Wild are in third place in the Central Division. I literally cannot believe I'm saying this, but the Wild are only two points behind the Dallas Stars in the standings. And guess who they're playing tomorrow? They're playing the Columbus freaking Blue Jackets in St. Paul. If they win that game and Dallas continues to... Dallas has lost five games in a row. Good Lord. Winnipeg has lost two in a row. St. Louis has lost four in a row. Colorado's won four in a row, and Nashville's not going away either. Um, Chicago's won four in a row, but they're obviously a very lost cause. The Minnesota wild still literally have a, they're only two points behind Dallas. You could easily with jumping on, not the bandwagon, but jumping on the gust bus, as we like to call it now, they could easily win this division easily. Yes. Dallas is very good. Winnipeg is good. Dallas is probably going to win the division, but you're only two points behind there is a month left to go. Let's look at their schedule. And then wild schedule. This is really unfortunate when you think about what happened to them at the beginning of the season, going 1-3 and three to start the year. But we look at this now, right? They're playing the Blue Jackets at home. They just beat them on the road easily. It was not even a competition. We're going to win that game tomorrow. And if we don't, then I'm very concerned. Like This is another one of those flurry starting games tomorrow. Um, Islanders. Let's, let's look at the, let's look at the New York Islanders in the, uh, metropolitan division. They're, they're middle of the the pack as well. That's a very winnable game. Um, Islanders at home Canucks, the, the, in the insufferable Vancouver Canucks, you have to beat them. Yes. The flames are good. You play them two games in a row. You're probably going to have to split that Winnipeg's good. Then you're going up against the sharks. They're good. Coyotes are not good. Blues, whatever. Bruins, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. You just don't get beat by 15 when you play the Bruins on March 18th. But you know the deal. Like, the Wild have what? One, two, three, four. All right. Wait, let's see here. Uh, two, four, six, eight, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22. They have 23 games left in the season. They are two points behind. Dallas and the standings I know I've said this five times but it bears the utmost importance of repeating the wild can easily win the division for the first time since 2007 and that was what the Northwest division at the time. the wild have never won the modern central division. they've led it for some for a stretch last year they led it for a good few days but for if not for a good couple of weeks they at one point last year they were the best team in the NHL in like November or October whatever that was. There's problems obviously. The main problem is that they don't necessarily have a top line center, which is fine because Kaprizov doesn't need a top line center. Another another and the thing that's helping them is that their farm system is really good, but that's not helping them right now. Ultimately, Kirill Kaprizov has only signed that paper for 7 years. Or no, excuse me, 5 years, right? It was what, 5 years 7 million years? Eh, who cares, whatever it is. Kirill Kaprizov is in the prime of his career right now. You cannot afford to waste a second. Not a year. You can't afford to waste a minute, a millisecond, a second. You can't afford to waste a week. You can't afford to to waste a single game. The Wild maybe should have traded for O'Reilly. The Wild still have a chance to trade for Patrick Kane. Trade deadline is what, end of next week? They still have a chance to do this. If they can trade for Patrick Kane, that would dramatically help. Dramatic. He's not a center, obviously. Patrick Kane can't play center, but that would dramatically help the Wild. Oh, this what, the the problem is. This isn't a year where it's like, this year, the Vikings, right? This last year, we all knew the Vikings were never going to beat the San Francisco 49ers if you know, if Brock Purdy can throw a football, if not for his UCL. But um, they were never going to beat the 49ers on the road, and they were never, ever going to beat the Eagles on the road. They could have come close, and they could have pulled a miracle, but those odds were very low. The Eagles were the best team easily. 49ers were the best team easily. This year, there are no Alpha Omegas in the Western Conference. The Wild have as good of a chance to win the Western Conference as anybody. It could be Edmonton. Probably like they beat Los Angeles two nights ago. They almost shut them out. Vegas, like Dallas is good and they're probably the favorite to win the whole conference. But the Wild are easily not out of it they have a chance to win the entire conference and go to the Stanley Cup final. Gustav excuse me, Gustafson has been incredible over the last month. He's been incredible honestly the whole year. And they need to take advantage of that. Yes, Jesper Wallstat is coming up, but what happens if Wallstat is it takes him a while to get used to the NHL, you know? Yes, Wallstatt is your future, but oh my goodness, let me when is NHL trade deadline? It's at it's on Friday, March third at two p.m. Central Time. So that is exactly from the time of recording. That's exactly one week from yesterday. The wild of time, and they've made a couple of trades. Well, they I wouldn't even consider it that they they helped facilitate a couple of trades. Um, first, it was with the um, the Blues and the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Ryan O'Reilly trade. They helped facilitate that. They basically bought a what was it a third round draft pick or a fifth round draft they basically bought a draft pick for um for like $75,000 or something and then they did it again with the uh the other trade that went down this last week with the Boston Bruins where they facilitated that and they bought another draft pick basically from the Washington Capitals or from the Bruins or whoever it was but they're stocking up on draft picks again but they haven't actually inherited a player yet they've inherited some of the players contracts like technically ryan o'reilly was a member of the minnesota wild because he's on their payroll and technically i forget the, the, the guy's name offhand i think it starts with an o the guy that plays for the the bruins now like he he was on their roster technically these are legends these are minnesota wild legends let's let's hang their jerseys in the the rafters of the xl energy center speaking of jerseys it i am furious I am furious. North Stars, uh, retired numbers um, at Dallas Arena. Let me see this. Let me pull up Google Images. I am furious. I am furious that the North Stars who were bought by, you know, that wealthy guy back in the 90s and moved to Dallas to become the Dallas Stars, the Minnesota North Stars... They have four retired jersey numbers. They've got number 19, they've got number 8, number 7, number 9, Madonna, Broughton, Goldsworthy, and Masterson. Those four jerseys, where they made their careers in Minnesota. The reason why those jerseys are retired is because of Minnesota. And the jerseys are hanging from the rafters in Dallas at the American Airlines Center. That's disgusting. I understand that we're a completely different franchise. I understand that. I understand that the Minnesota Twins, for example, they take responsibility of the Washington Senators um, and their accolades. But this is so unfortunate because these four players, Madonna, Broughton, Goldworthy and Masterton, they never once played for Texas. They always played for Minnesota, and their, their jerseys, they hang in Dallas for whatever reason. But regardless, yeah, moving on to it, the, I mean, I said it about 15 times, the wild have as good of a chance to win the central division as anybody in that division, the stars, Winnipeg, Nashville, the Wild. this is the story of all of the Minnesota sports teams actively right now. They have the potential. Will they capitalize on it? Will they, will they not? Moving on to the Minnesota Twins. Right now, the Twins actually just began their first spring training game. Pardon me. Um, Twins are playing their very first spring training game against – they're actually playing two at the same time right now as practice games. Um, They're playing one game against uh, Boston right now, and they're playing a game against Baltimore right now. It looks like Nick Gordon put the Twins up He he put the twins up on uh, on one of his hits. He served as the run also, but it's very very exciting to see the twins doing um, getting back to baseball again. It just spring training and opening day is just it's one of the most beautiful things about the sports calendar. The idea that a new beginning is coming, a new summer, a new spring, and then eventually a fall classic like the postseason. But when it comes down to it. The postseason is this for the twins. The Twins have lost eighteen playoff games in a row. We right now, we just signed Carlos Correa to what six years minimum over the offseason without any without any uh buyouts available to him. Well, not any buyouts, but not no opt-outs available to him. Carlos Correa and the team that he's going to be able to build around him and build around Buxton for the next Five years, six years, seven years even. This, we're taking advantage of Carlos Correa in his prime right now. And Buxton. Th- that is if Buxton's knees don't turn into jello in the first couple weeks of April. Wait, I should really set an over-under on that. Like, what the first date that's going to be. Maybe I should put that down on the record somewhere. Like, I predict that. I mean, I never, ever want wish for anybody to get hurt. But we're just being realistic here. I believe that Byron Buxton will go to the... um The injured list by hmm, at least once for more than like a a one day like like hip hip soreness thing, he will go to the i the il on by at least May third. May third is what I'm going with on that. I don't know why I picked that, but yeah. Anyways, the Twins we don't demand that they win a World Series right now. Obviously, that's ridiculous. We made some moves in the offseason, but we don't have the roster for that. The Houston Astros are going to beat everybody. We demand that they win one playoff game. One. Just one playoff game. Teams do it every year. Milwaukee did it. Seattle, after not making the playoffs for 20 years, they won a whole series beating Cleveland. Excuse me, no, that was, they beat Toronto. They didn't even do it in front of their home fans. They won a best two out of three series against the Toronto Blue Jays. This is, it's undescribable how frustrating it is to have a baseball stadium that beautiful on Twins Way, one Twins Way in downtown Minneapolis Target Field. One of the easily, one of the top five most gorgeous baseball stadiums in the entire world. And it's hosted two playoff games. Two. With fans that's hosted four total, but two of those were against the Houston Astros without any fans, just cardboard cutouts and actually a cardboard cutout of my dog and watched that playoff game. But that's a good memory, but um, it's, it's unexcusable that the twins have not had more home playoff games. And it's completely inexcusable that they haven't won a home playoff game since the year after I was born. I will be 20 years old next week. That is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Oh man. Regardless. Yeah, the Twins, I think they've got potential. When you look at the division, the the Tigers, White Sox, Guardians, and oh my gosh, who's the other team in her division? (laughs) Oh no. Why am I blanking on that? Where's MLB Uh, MLB, um, standings? Oh, I feel so bad. No, I want regular season. Uh, Royals, Kansas City. How could I forget? Yeah, the Twins can easily win this division if they even slightly try. They will win this division. Chicago doesn't have their manager anymore. Like with all due respect to Dylan Cease, like that's just not going to happen. Um, Cleveland Guardians. I highly doubt that that young talent is going to be able to replicate what happened last year with the luck and whatever. Um, Detroit Tigers is a dumpster fire even no excuse me the royals were the ones that signed that yankees fireball thrower and the royals have nothing going on for them the twins easily win this division easily there's no two ways about it oh my goodness just win one playoff game please another thing is even if you don't win the division which you absolutely should there's no excuse to not win the worst division in baseball even if you don't win the division There's three wildcard spots available. There's three of them. Three. Do you have any earthly idea how difficult that would be to miss out on a wildcard spot when there's three? No, there's three. I think there might be only two. Uh, Whatever. Um, It's not that difficult to make the playoffs. Yes, I understand only 12 teams or whatever it is from each each league can make it, but realistically, there are 12 teams total rather, in the entire MLB, rather than in each league. But it's really frustrating. So I'm really, really hoping the Twins could pull that off. Um, nothing really to talk about on the Vikings side this week. Um, the NFL Combine is going to be starting at the end of this week. That's really exciting. Brian Flores just got hired as the new Vikings defensive coordinator. That should be very interesting. Uh, we'll see what the – when is the NFL draft? I know it's in April, but I just want to uh, – when is NFL draft? Hmm. NFL draft is April 27th this year, so we still got a long ways away from that. Um and the Vikings, they have an opportunity to draft a quarterback this year that you've got you're not going to have a realistic opportunity unless you sell the farm um for CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. That's just not going to happen. But Anthony Richard you have a serious chance at Anthony Richardson. You have a serious chance on the Will Levis front, it it, it just depends. Nobody really knows how the quarterbacks are going to fall. I mean, everybody knows that Bryce Young is going to go, and then CJ Stroud is going to go a couple later. But after that, we don't realistically know if Anthony Anthony Richardson could literally go as early as 10, or if not, a little bit earlier than that. He could go as early as 8, and then Will Levis could literally go as early as 6. We just don't know. We just don't know what the situation is. Oh, goodness. Um one final note, the uh, St. Thomas men's hockey team last night played Bemidji at home. And when I say at home, I mean at the arena that's um, eight miles away, a 15-minute drive away um, in Invergrove Heights. We played the Bemidji State Beavers last night, which is a um, highly respected um, um, Minnesota Division One hockey school and has been for a very long time. And two weekends ago, three weekends ago, uh, St. Thomas picked up their first ever win against Mankato, or it was their first ever win against a Minnesotan D1 team ever against Mankato, but they did it on the road. So it wasn't really that amazing to see because nobody was there to see it. It's impossible to watch online uh, without paying or whatever. And I, it's not on Stream East, but um Last night, they beat the, the Beavers at home, so it was their first home victory against um, a, a Minnesota Division I team ever, and that's incredible. I covered the game um, for the student news organization here, and I had an amazing time. Um, it was just a great atmosphere, and we're going to get that new arena built, and it's going to be amazing. Um, yeah, and then the St. Thomas women's team got beat 7 to nothing against the Gophers at uh, Ritter Arena last night. The girls... Uh, High school hockey tournament is concluding today at the XL Energy Center in downtown St. Paul with Andover taking – who is Andover playing today? Um, Girls high school hockey tournament final Uh, news. Oh, come on, man. Um, It's Andover against somebody. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's Andover against somebody. And last night, Andover beat Edina. They closed him out. And, you know, I I can't confirm or not if she's over the age of 18, so I'm not going to um, dox her. I'm not going to say her name because I don't know if she's 18 or not. But basically, there was this player on and over last night. There's a video out there on Twitter, you can find it, and no, nothing inappropriate I'm about to say, but at the end of the um, uh, the third period, as the time was expiring, this girl, who's also a commit to she's a she's committed to the university of minnesota she just she was standing out in the slot and they were waiting for the time to go away and she just cross-checked this edina girl in the back and maybe the edina girl did a little bit of a flop but like just for no reason she didn't have the puck or anything completely away from the play like this andover girl just like cross checked this edina girl edina girl falls like a ton of bricks because you know she wasn't expecting that anybody would fall like a ton of bricks And then the clock just expires and then that player that checked her just goes, goes and hugs the goalie and yay, we're off to the championship. And that girl's just laying there like she just got shot because I mean, like, oh my goodness, I felt so bad, man. It's not a good look for Andover, but you know, Uh, regardless, yeah, you can watch the class A, um, you can watch the class A final at 430, I believe today on 45. And then you can watch the double A final later this evening on 45 as well. Um, Nonetheless, thanks. Thank you for hanging out today. I promise that things are being consistent with the recording schedule here, and we'll try to get as many of these up as possible. But other than that, thank you for listening, and I will see you soon for breaking news. I will, if there is breaking news in the Minnesota sports world, I will see you again this time next next week for an update. Excuse me. Please drink coconut rebel. Coconut rebel is love. Coconut rebel is life. Whoa, whoa. Coconut rebel is love. Coconut rebel is life. And you have a blessed day. Please go love somebody today and. Yes. Have a great Saturday, everybody.